stop Googling and start listening for the love of wellness. With over 50 years in women's wellness, hosts Sam Leeson and Laurel Crossley, along with a weekly special guest, will explore gaps and issues within the women's wellness industry. If you're passionate about topics affecting women's health, such as sleep, grief, body image, and much more, then please stay tuned. There's so much buzz about mindfulness. It seems that everybody is aspiring to be mindful. We know it's good for us. But what if you've never tried? Never tried meditation? You don't know the difference between meditation and mindfulness? Well, we got you covered because on today's episode, we're chatting with Annabelle Fitzsimmons of Mind Management, and she's going to talk to us about how easily we can incorporate mindfulness and meditation into our daily lives. Today's episode is brought to you by babyready.info. I am so excited because Sam, my very sweet, dear friend, Annabelle Fitzsimmons is here today to talk to us about what the hell, can I say that? What the hell is the difference between mindfulness and meditation? Why do we need it? Why are women struggling? What's happening with women, especially during the pandemic? And I think we actually have about three and a half hours worth of content to discuss in 22 minutes. So Annabelle, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. So we met in 2008. We were just discussing before we started recording. And um, that was a long time ago. And I'm thinking back then, I was just tipping my toe into the meditation mindfulness realm. And Annabelle, I think you were as well, but you were doing yoga. So can you give us a little history? How did you bang, drop in to this whole realm of mindfulness and meditation? Uh, well, I've been teaching yoga. I went in 1999, lived in an ashram in California and trained as a yoga teacher and spent that time. A big part of the training is meditation training as well for the uh, teaching that I was doing. So yoga was my physical practice that I taught and I worked with athletes and worked in the corporate environment as well and worked in studios, but there was always a meditative element to my practice. And I trained as a meditation teacher as well. And I slowly over the years saw my clients needing more of the mental benefits and looking for more of a meditative practice. So, you know, once you, once you're used to a physical practice, then there, you know, there are layers and layers and layers. So I started to go deeper into that and, and just shifted some of, of my practices into meditation teaching. In 2017, I joined forces with my business partner, Amy Brown, and we Uh, launched Mind Management, which is bringing meditation to your everyday and making meditation simple and accessible, practical tools for the busy professional. So I've been in that sphere for a while and we're just, we we took it quite, we took it into the digital realm and uh, we do a lot of webinars and online courses as well as in-person lunch and learns when the pandemic's not happening. So that brings me to a question more of a personal nature. Mm-hmm. So here you are launching this beautiful practice or business with your business partner and you're trucking along and you're doing your thing and then blam, the pandemic hits and you have to pivot. 
how was mindfulness and mindfulness mindfulness and meditation how did that impact how well you adjusted to that huge shift in your business in varying degrees it helped a lot but it also makes everything right here you know because when you sit in silence or when you sit with your thoughts you can't avoid your thoughts. But um, I, you know what I will do? I'll define meditation and mindfulness. There's an overlap, but they sometimes get completely mixed up. So mindfulness is actually moment to moment awareness of our thoughts, our feelings, our circumstances without judgment. So it's the practice of being present with that's everything that's going on around without you, judgment. right? Yes, without judgment. And that's the key thing, because we can be present but be judging, you know, mm -hmm. so being the observer of what's going on around us and in our thoughts without trying to direct and control them. So it's the idea of having a thought and not following the narrative down that spiral of a thought, if it's a negative one or necessarily a positive one too, you could be thinking something positive and just like lose yourself and either be living in the future or the past and missing out on what's right in front of you. So that's mm -hmm. mindfulness and meditation is actually a, it's a practice and it's um, aim is to strengthen our mental capacities. It's a form of mental training, so to speak, and it can strengthen our attentional regulation, our emotional regulation. So it actually gets to the core of what's going on in our brain and we can train our brain through that. So really mindfulness is the daily application of meditation and its benefits. So that's where they intersect. What I find the most powerful is that the benefits that you get from meditation, they filter into your everyday life. And that is how you live mindfully. Excellent. Wow. How's your yeah. meditation practice, Sam? Um, in <laughs> need of some repair <laughs> and some attention. I think mine's non-existent and I, I know this, Yes, mm -hmm. but I was so distracted by mm -hmm. everything that was going on externally that I couldn't even get mm -hmm. to the meditation practice. I feel like I've been living the past three years mindfully, but without the meditation practice. And now I'm recognizing that not having the combo Mm. has actually had some health repercussions on my body. My body's not happy. <laughs> mm. Well, it's, it's that's a great example though. And I mean, we, we come in and out of meditation or uh, regular meditators can often speak to this, that, you know, I will sometimes have deep, long meditation practices. And then there are days when I can just do a five minute or a short, shorter practice, but meditation is always there. And uh, what I would love to do is erase the stigma around it because people do often associate it with like a really woo woo out there yeah. practice when it actually is at the root, simply sitting or pausing, or you can do moving meditation, but being aware of your breathing and your physical sensations and mm -hmm. letting thoughts pass through and go and not attaching to them. So it, it really is at, at its foundation is about the breath and being aware from head to toe of your body, because we spend so much time up here right? We've got to, we've got to be in here and our fingertips and our toes and, and be present. So the breath is the key, but 
when we're caught up, I mean, the pandemic has it's shifted so many people's priorities and it's it's thrown our, our houses up in the air, our apartments, our living situations, our partners who we're living with, our, our, our children, whether our children are at home all the time. There's it, There has not been, I think for anyone's um, situation, a stability or a knowing that this is the way it's going to be next month, right? We haven't right. been able to settle in to routine. So when you asked how my mindfulness practice or meditation practice helped through the pandemic, it really was, it was the only thing that I knew rooted me. It was the only thing that was always accessible. I could go, I could always breathe. I could mm-hmm. always go on a meditative or mindful walk. Um, those were the things that were accessible to me. And I just kind of grabbed onto those as much as I could. And and one of the one of the myths about meditation is that you're calm all the time. If you meditate, you're always calm. Or if you're mindful, you know, I'm like this Zen guru. Well, I joke always. My kids will attest that is not true. Like I'm human. I have emotions. <laughs> I react. I but what it does allow me to do is return to calm more easily. Notice what triggers me. And I really did notice. I noticed in the last couple of years, wow. My my ground level feeling positive. I'm generally a very positive person. I had to work harder and harder to get there, and just being aware of that, it wasn't like okay, poor me, I'm 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 the victim here. All this stuff is happening, but it it was an awareness that okay, this is what I'm working from. This is how much I can give, and just being realistic about where my life is at and my circumstances right now. And they're not forever, but this is where I'm at right now. That's that's amazing because I often I often think you know well when I start anything of course I'm thinking about all the equipment you have to have the right equipment you have to have the right yoga pants yoga mat oh. for meditation and mindfulness you have to have your hair in a certain way and you have to be wearing a certain brand of clothing and you know you have to have all of this stuff go you know all this environmental stuff and then you have to look at your environment you have to have an altar with crystals and and silence and, and, and chanting and and, yeah. and incense burning and you're like no you know and and no. it's ridiculous it's ridiculous but that's what when i talk to people about it that's what their vision is sitting on top of a mountaintop with the dalai lama having dalai lama sorry having lunch or just connecting spiritually through or their being mind. there being there arriving at this place of calm so i mean that right right off there's like three things that i'd love to to debunk right there is that a you don't you don't have to do it in a certain way um, you don't need a meditation cushion. You don't need complete quiet. I mean, some of my best meditations have been when I've been sitting, waiting to pick one of my kids up from a friend's house or been in the car and I've just plugged in my headphones, put on a guided meditation. And just from my perspective in, the, in our whole mission with my management is to make it tangible. I mean, if you're if you're someone who commutes when the pandemic is not happening or when you're regularly commuting, you know, taking five minutes on the subway or on a bus or or as you park your car, you sit there for two to five minutes before you go into the office and you just set your mindset for the day um, or walking at, at lunchtime, taking a, even a five minute walk and walking mindfully, moving meditations are fantastic. And they have much of the same benefits as seated meditation. It's awareness of breath, of of your situation, of your moment to moment circumstances without judgment. 
letting go of the idea that it has to be done a certain way is key because it doesn't. It really is about breathing, being present, and not following the dialogue in your mind. One of the things that you said that's really key, I think, for a lot of people, because often when we think about meditating, and and perhaps it's because we so often link it in our minds with yoga, and we know that Mm. yoga practices are often, you're taking a class, and it's X amount of minutes, and it's this much time and this much energy. Um, But one of the things that you've mentioned that I think is really, really important is taking two minutes or three minutes or five minutes, That, that meditation doesn't have to be this big, huge 20 minute, 30 minute, 40 minute guided experience. For some people it can be, and for you, sometimes it might be, but you may need to just squeeze in a little bit to sort of help, as you say, set your intention for the day with just letting everything else go for two minutes. And Mm -hmm. that works. Even 30 seconds. I was, um, I was speaking to a group of entrepreneurs last year in the middle of the pandemic. And they were like, how do we start? And I said, start with five deep breaths. Because it's like anything, we we live in a very reactive society, especially mm-hmm. with the you know news cycle. But if you allow yourself five deep breaths, and my, I joke, my mom used to always say, Annabelle, go and take 10 breaths, go and count to 10. Right. <laughs> and I'd be like, oh. but what she said, it's, it's golden advice. If you can take five deep breaths, you're calming your heart rate, you're calming your central nervous system, you're triggering what's called the relaxation response, which allows your body to be in a state of calm, your central nervous system is calm, you can't overreact, you're not triggering the cortisol of the fight flight. So Um, breathing immediately calms you and it allows you a bit of perspective on what's going on. And as you said, you you can set your intention for how you'd like the next hour to play out or the day or how you'd like to present to your kids right now in the middle of of a stressful situation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, I think I just lied right here on boobs, bods and brains because I do. I know. Shocking. Because I do, even though I said I'm not meditating, oh, for heaven's sakes, I'd go in that shower, flip on the hot water and let the messages come to me and the water's flowing on me. I'm completely in that experience. And that's about 15 minutes a day. There you go. That's it. And what the heck, when there's not 70 feet of snow, I'm out in my garden just walking in the morning with a cup of coffee, looking at the snails and looking at the thing. I'm, to, I'm totally in that magical, mindful moment. And breathing. Yeah, you're doing mindful practices and that is meditative. And I think what we mistake often is the goal. What is your goal? Like we've got to strive and we, you know, we have to achieve something. If we're going to meditate, we're going to be the best meditator. And really <laughs> it's, it's ridiculous because it's not a marathon and you're not going to cross the finish line. It's a practice and peppering it in throughout your day. Like it's beautiful. Like if you can feel the sensations of the water on your body in the shower, and you're not already doing your grocery shopping in your head. If you can be present with your kids, whether they're having a hard moment or an easy moment and just living in that moment, whether if you're in a challenging situation at work, okay, how can I deal with this right now? What does it need right now? Not tomorrow, not an hour from now. What can I do right now? By landing ourselves here, we get there 
much more easily and we don't put obstacles in our own way. And that, that's a, a big thing that is really common to humanity. We'd like to create obstacles for ourselves, right? Like, oh, I can't meditate because I don't have time to actually get into that position and be there. But yet walking to that position might be your meditation for the day. I love so less striving, more being. Is that your slogan? Less striving. Maybe is that new? (laughs) Being because we are we are trained to perform. And I fight it. I mean, I fight it myself. Our business partners fight it. We we are aware of it and we joke whenever we're coming up with the challenge. Like we're in business, we have challenging situations. It's like, okay really, let's go meditate on that and come back in five minutes. And there's pretty much, there, there are really rarely any problems that we can't, after taking a pause and just rooting down to, okay, what are the, what are the realities of the situation right now that you can't face? There's very few. So breathing deeply, getting some perspective, not being emotional about it or not letting the emotions come in. And that is one key the thing about specific meditations, and I'll just talk quickly about that, that um, there are different types of meditations. So if you are, if you are getting a bit more serious and you do want specific benefits, there are different types of meditation retrain different areas of our brain. So if you're looking to be more mindful of your emotional capacity and not overreacting, you're, you want to be meditating and thinking about loving kindness, or you're having meditated, you're meditating on compassion and empathy. And the more you do that, the more your brain is practiced in triggering empathy or having a knee jerk reaction of empathy or kindness when you're in a situation as opposed to judgment or anger. So we can retrain our brain in that way. If we're training our brain on a focus meditation, let's say a counting meditation where we're counting our breath, like one, two, three, as we inhale, one, two, three, as we exhale. And if our mind wanders, we keep going back to the count and the breath. That's a focus meditation and it's training our brain when thoughts come in, which they will, because we're human, that's totally normal. But if we bring our attention back, it retrains our brain to focus more quickly, to concentrate for longer, and it becomes a natural tendency. So there, there, there's a joy in that. We're like the electricians of our own brain when it comes to that oh. kind of practice. Yeah. And what about someone like me who doesn't favor talking meditations because I see the words mm. running across? I like music. Yes. Oh, yes. You, when you said... Um, thinking about the way meditation is listening to a song and getting lost in the music and feeling the music. That's a great example of a way to meditate is just allowing yourself to feel the music, let your mind go without judgment. And then, you know, come back to the present moment. Another great uh, way to look at it is if you're just sitting in, in quiet, notice your thoughts. That's how we learn, right? Is awareness just sitting in the silence and notice what comes up. It can be uncomfortable, but you know, let's say you're quiet and close your eyes and your thought comes up and you're like, oh, well, that's a stupid thought. Okay. I know I'm judging that thought. Let's let that go. What's next, you know? And it's, in, it's actually a really interesting exercise in how we think and how self-critical we can be mm-hmm. and how we try to direct things so much. We, we have such tight control over the way we think and, and behave that being with our own thoughts allows us, interestingly enough, to when we observe them, we gain more control in a way because we 
can own where everything's coming from and we respond to things instead of reacting. Wow. This is like kind of philosophical and profound right now. Yeah. It is all science. It's all science based. So that's the beauty of it, right? We yes. like through neuroimaging. When I talk about different meditations affecting different areas of the brain, that's not like airy fairy stuff. Through neuroimaging, through all of the ways that we've been able to target and research what happens in our brain during different meditations, it's fascinating that we can actually strengthen our capacity for certain areas in the circuits. I know I've used meditation for all sorts of things, um, like healing wounds, releasing trauma, and all sorts of magical things where it's, um, it's a powerful, powerful tool once you understand how it can be used and how we can you know, create those new neural pathways and eliminate the junk and mm. focus on mm. the new and the fresh. That's my favorite, new and fresh. That's what I want. Yes. <laughs> new and well, fresh. It's like it is. It's like flushing out all of the thoughts that get in our way, the obstacles, as I mm-hmm. said, like the monkey mind tends to create for ourselves. Guess what, Annabelle? We have like less than a minute left. So I know, seriously. Okay, but you'll come back, right? Because you're going to- Absolutely. Gonna, yeah, we're going to talk to you about a whole bunch of different things. Like Happy let's blast out- Any questions. Excellent. So tell, tell everybody, tell our listeners how we can find you and get in touch with you. Because I think that's the most Thanks. crucial piece. I'm on Instagram at Annabelle J. Fitz, A-N-N-A-B-E-L-J Fitz, F-I-T-Z. And I'm also there under Mind Management Official, M-I-N-D-M-G-T, Official. And Insta is probably the easiest way to find me. And then you can find me through all the other stuff there. <laughs> so like it's your, it's your homing beam. No, that's not the right answer. <laughs> it's like, do, 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 do. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Thank you so much, Annabelle. Thanks for listening to the Boobs, Bods, and Brains podcast. If you would like to learn more about us or our past episodes, then check us out on Instagram. Click the link in our bio to visit our website to learn more about sponsorship opportunities. We are always excited to have you offer different show topic ideas. If you have a suggestion, reach out via Instagram or our website. And as always, don't forget to rate, review and subscribe to the Boobs, Bods and Brains podcast and invite all of the women you know.